guys, welcome back. Uh, I'm Violet. And I'm Hannah. And this is the Prone to Wander podcast. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it for thy course above. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, this is our friend Rachel. Rachel, say hi. Hi. <laughs> She's joining us this week. Um, and we are so... You, get, you guys want to know how unprepared we are? We don't even know what we're talking about. Yep, unfortunately. <laughs> we're just hanging out. This was thrown together. Um, I just came from work. Um, and, uh, yeah. And yeah. And yeah. <laughs> we, we, we do have... Some questions. I wrote quick, frantically wrote down some thoughts at stoplights on the way here. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Um, And I'm also super full of caffeine. I was I was in here with Violet while we were waiting for you to get here, and I was telling her stuff about work and then running in circles on that rug. Yikes! Well, I already had three cups of coffee today. So you didn't need this one, girlfriend. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Have you ever been to coffee roasters in the Green? I have not. I'm from Middletown. Well, wow, fancy, I guess. I have an ex who lived in Middletown. No, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Which one? Don't say their name, just tell me, mouth it to me. Beep! <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Because he knows, people from Cam know know him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She came to my last Cam group. Why like, couldn't I say his name? I don't know, in case he listens. Well, I guess he Why tried. would he listen? I don't know. He his blocked me. Because he, oh, he loves you. <laughs> yeah. His, he was um, a little petty. I guess <laughs> his name, I guess, isn't as recognizable as the other ones. Yeah. 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 All right. You can say his name if you want. <laughs> and now it's just weird. Okay. Um, but no, when I brought her to my first cam group, she like, um, she was, she, somebody said the name of their school they went to, which is like a Christian school in Louisville. And she was like, my ex-boyfriend went there. And then like, Half the people in the group were like, oh, him, I know him. And then she, like, ended up knowing, like, was, like, connected to a bunch of people. Oh, like, you were the hot topic. Huh? Oh, my gosh. And one of the girls there, her her boyfriend's whole family goes to this church, and we didn't even know. Oh. And. What? Hmm? Lexi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that group was just, like, crazily connected to yeah, people yeah. in your life, specifically. It, there was only, like, a handful of people in that group, but, like, they were, like, I don't know, small world connected with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's crazy we don't know. Like, this group, our group now, has, like, so many people in it, but, like, I, I don't feel like we have a lot of connections like that. No, oh, everyone's from Missouri, apparently, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, because uh, McKenna... No, this isn't to you, this is to me, but not really. I'm not, like, connected to her, but, like, literally, we lived really close to each other in, like, Michigan. Michigan! That's where people are from! <laughs> we were, like, close, close-ish to each other in Michigan uh-huh. at the same time, and, like, she, so I don't remember, someone in her family, she was like, does somebody in your family, like, in, are they involved with cars? And literally, my aunt, who lives in Michigan, who we lived with, uh-huh. she is a CEO of a company that drives all those new cars. She's a CEO of cars. <laughs> you know, like when you go on the highway and there's like a, a truck and it has a bunch of cars on it. Uh huh. The, there's one. There's a specific company uh, that she's the CEO of that drives those. Whoa. Yeah. 
Um, so she travels a lot. Also, she is a like a hair person at the hair the salon. I get my hair cut at. Oh, I just got my hair cut. Where'd you go? Uh, your your CEO aunt? <laughs> no, your uh, CEO aunt McKenna. Oh, oh. <laughs> where's Echo? Um, it's in Middletown. Oh, okay. off Blake and Baker Road. My cousin works there. Oh, that's cool. She did cut my hair. Very nice. Yeah. I don't trust that many people to cut my hair anymore. Um, had a bad Great Clips experience. <laughs> great Clips. <laughs> haven't really? we all? Haven't we all had multiple awful Great Clips experiences yeah, that have so made us who me. we are today? <laughs> uh, no, um, Great Clips is traumatic. Um, <laughs> traumatic, and dramatic, that, and that's why I only trust one person to cut my hair. What? Who cut cut white hair? Your bangs, and that's it. I could cut your bangs; they would look fine. <laughs> Probably, but <laughs> I only I, I, I only I, trust one person to cut these sixteen hairs. <laughs> no, I, I I don't trust anyone but Jane at Tingles to cut the length of my Tingles. Hair. That's a good salon. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. she cuts hair. Yeah, she works at a salon. Tingles is a salon. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cute. That's her last name. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, her name is Jane. I uh, don't know her last name. Um, Shout out to Jane at Tangles. Uh, a girl <laughs> named Bree, I think, at Tangles cut my hair and she and my mom's hair, um, but she quit and now she works somewhere else. Also, if you like look up places to cut curly hair, they charge like so much freaking money um, to cut specifically. Also, the place I went that McKenna works at charges so much I can't afford to get a second haircut there, even though my hair's all grown out. So yeah. I have to like save money to get my haircut there. <laughs> That's awful. My, I don't know if my mom's gonna listen to this. But when, um, it was my birthday when I got my haircut, and she was, I, she was like, you should get your haircut at this place, um, because it's great, and she went there, and it's, like, really expensive, and I was like, I don't have the money for that, and she was like, I didn't ask you for the money, I just said you should do it, which I was like, oh, she's gonna pay for it, so I went there, and the lady was super cool, and she was like, use these products in your hair, and it'll make, like, your waves come out, and she did, and my hair looked great that day, and I was like, amazing, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and... Then the haircut was really expensive, and she was like, buy these two products. And I was like, okay. My mom was like, I can either buy the products or the haircut. I can't buy both. And I was like, okay, well, I'll buy the haircut. And she's like, okay, well, actually, could you buy the haircut and one of the products? And I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I can. So I did. I took one of the products. So, like, I spent so much money on my hair that day. Cause Why would like, she tell you, uh, yeah, I know you're too poor to get your hair cut here, but do it anyway? I'm not going to pay for anything. <laughs> Uh, it was it was fine. I recovered financially from it, <laughs> but and it was a really good haircut. I just need to get it cut again, but I can't afford to go back. Yeah. Anyway, Rachel, <laughs> we're talking about my hair today. How are you doing? Tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell us about your hair. Okay, my hair is blonde. Um, I cut off, mm, I think, six or seven inches. Six or seven? Was your hair that long? <gasps> so soft. Oh, well, thank you. I just got it done. Oh, <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> what should I say about myself? I'm Rachel. I'm 20. I love Jesus. Amen. Car rides, <laughs> coffee in the color pink. Oh. Um, I am mentally ill. <laughs> I am a type one diabetic. I think that sums it all up. Oh my goodness! Jameson thought he had diabetes yesterday. What? Yesterday? <laughs> Just yesterday? That's it. <laughs> Me and my sister convinced him he had diabetes once because he was like really sick all of, all of a sudden and he was <laughs> <Did> he <get laughs> tested. <laughs> really sick and like 
Um, my boyfriend's brother had uh, diabetes, but before they found it, because he was like a teenager when he got like diagnosed with it, but he got really sick before they found out he had it, mm-hmm. and he was like really thirsty, or you know, like all the like uh, yeah. di- Jameson had all those things, and yeah. we were like, Jameson, you have diabetes. <laughs> we were like looked it up and showed him. We were like, look, see, you're really thirsty, and you have this other and, thing, and, and remember what it wa- turned out to be? No, he was anxious because he was going to ask me out. <laughs> That's so cute. He was so anxious he gave himself diabetes. <laughs> yeah, he was going to the bathroom every five minutes. That's the other thing. Yeah, he had to pee, and he was also super thirsty all the time, and he was like, I feel awful. I mean, Mackenzie were like, you, you're a diabetic. <laughs> yeah. He quenched his thirst, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't say that! Oh my god! No! That's weird. <laughs> Only if you make it weird. <laughs> yeah, you're you, the one with a weird mind making it weird, Violet. Okay, I'm sorry. You should be. <laughs> anyway, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Wait, wait, uh, wait, hold on. Actually, why did he think he had diabetes like yesterday? Because uh, his back was hurting, but... I don't think that's a symptom. Well, he thought it was like... That's me. I'm so high on coffee. I'm like, my back hurts. Do I have cancer? <laughs> no, it was like near his kidneys. So he thought it was his kidneys. That's a Jameson thing to say to go, my kidneys hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's your pancreas that's affected by diabetes. Why would he think it's well, his kidneys? Well, it's your kidneys in late stage diabetes. <laughs> he thinks he has late stage <laughs> diabetes. I <laughs> that means it's so farly progressed <laughs> that he's like, oh, yep, my kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's even dumber is that like he has a perfectly good reason for his back to be hurting because he got in a car wreck last week oh yeah i forgot <laughs> and he had back pain <laughs> like that was that was oh, the whole maybe thing maybe that car accident gave him diabetes <laughs> you know that happens sometimes he, he's just silly um, <laughs> silly goose oh hey nice shirt that's mine oh was it yeah, I've been. Wearing, I wear uh, a bunch of clothes you gave me uh, to bed last night. Those like uh, you- <laughs> <laughs> every shirt, every pair of pants you wore to bed last night. <laughs> those, like- I was thinking about you. There <laughs> <laughs> were those those blue pink brand. Uh, I can tell. Like I just bought blue a bunch of pink purple. <laughs> Um, I can tell which things are yours from the stuff I got from people at group because they smell like like your laundry detergent specifically. Um, mm. and I, <laughs> How do you know specifically what? Because her it's so strong and like. it smells like really good. Like the other clothes just smell like clothes, but like clothes from Rachel smell really good, like really really strong laundry detergent. I don't know. What yeah, keep this in the podcast. My mom will love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I cut I cut up a uh, shirt you gave me. I cut up the one that says like it says like peace and kindness or something. I cut it in half and then I wore that one and the and the pink brand but blue uh pants to bed and they were really comfy. Also I wore those blue pants out and I got a lot of compliments on them. What blue pants? They're pink brand. They say pink along the side. They're sweatpants. Oh. Okay. <laughs> She's like meh. Why'd you get compliments? <laughs> you probably like that. Those are them. decent pants. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, so much good clothes from y'all. What were we going to say? Sorry. We, we should ask her questions. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about what we wore to bed last night. You know what? We wow. Were like, <laughs> we were like, let's start this episode off fun and light. So that's what we were doing. But fine. I know, fun. but like it's been 20 minutes. Now that's it's been 20 get... minutes? 
Let me check. It's been 17 minutes and 33 seconds. Yeah, it's been like 20 minutes. <laughs> Alright, so I've got a bunch of random questions um, okay. that I thought of. Um, and a mad dash to have some structure to this episode on okay. the way here. So... <laughs> I might have answers. <laughs> so, Rachel, um, what do you think that God is trying to teach you or show you in your current season of life? Oh, that's a good question. Thanks. Um, I think I'm learning a whole bunch of things right now. Amen. Yeah? Um, specifically, self-care and loving myself the way I love others because mm. I, like, unconditionally love other people i love taking care of people i love mm-hmm. serving people and we're told in the bible to kind of like put others above ourselves but mm-hmm. i like took that way too seriously yeah. and myself was like basically dirt so <laughs> <laughs> i've been working on that a whole bunch mm-hmm. um i also think that he's been teaching me the value of good and healthy friendships. I don't Amen. think I've had so many healthy friendships like this group that we're in. Yeah. Like, everyone's so amazing. And I, I love know. that so much. <laughs> and I've just been learning a lot about how the community of the church can really, like, strengthen your faith and teach you so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think those are, like, the main ones that I've been learning right now. Yeah. I had to learn, like, the opposite. Like, I always... I always think the same thing. I'm like, I'm so selfish. <laughs> I take care of myself and no one else. I'm like, do you need help? <laughs> no. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> You're a big boy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think I think lately I've become a little bit more the opposite. But, like... Mm-hmm. But for, like, 20 years of my life. <laughs> so all of it for for nineteen years of my life, I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, I was told that um, by my therapist. She's the coolest person ever. Shout well, out actually, to therapy. Shout out to therapy. Mental health. Take care of it. Yup. Okay. <laughs> yup. Um, that both the like putting yourself above others and putting yourself so below them are both pride issues like no one is the worst person ever Mm -hmm. like you're not that special to where you like you're dirt like compared to everyone else and that really like boom i was mind blown by that i heard that i heard like a similar sentiment it was like um too much self-pride and low self-esteem are both, like, they both come from thinking about yourself too much. hmm I love that. Yeah. So, like, they're, they're just two different sides of the same coin, but, like, they're both problems. I have never problems. heard that phrase. Two sides of the same two coin? Two sides of the same coin! You've never heard that? No! Girl, where you been living? Under a rock, apparently. <laughs> Big rock. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into the sunlight, girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you. I've really funny. been enjoying it's a good, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good phrase. Uh, but I think it was on Dax Shepard's podcast. Do you ever listen to the podcast? Yeah, the... Mm, Armchair The orange... Yeah. <laughs> The orange hair. <laughs> I think it was on his podcast. I think he was talking to Whitney Cummings, um, and he was like, "Don't make that face." Uh, she's a comedian, but um, they were talking about like, um, like 
therapy and like uh addiction and like mm-hmm. being like narcissist and uh she was like she was like um I don't think I'm that great I just think I'm like but like I, she's like, I think I kind of suck, but, like, also the whole world revolves around me. And Dak Shepard was like, yeah, I'm, like, the, the piece of crap at the center of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and mean. then they, they kind of did the same thing. They were like, even if you think you're, like, amazing, but you also think that you're, like, crap, like, either way, you're being, like, you're thinking about yourself way too much. Yeah. It's two sides of the same coin. Smart pilot. What if you just told her that you made that phrase up? You're like, oh yeah, I, co- I coined that term. <laughs> <laughs> and she never heard of that either. <laughs> no You're so full of great metaphors. Wisdom. <laughs> what if I had? What if I just claimed? What if I just claimed that I'd invented every cool phrase? Oh well, then I'd be lying. And we'd have to stop hanging out with you because eventually we'd find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you heard other people use my phrases. Hey, did you hear that from Violet? And they're like, what? Who? <laughs> That's a Confucius say uh, <laughs> phrase. <laughs> That's from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, the Book of Violet. <laughs> Violet. <laughs> I could write my own book of the Bible. <laughs> uh, speaking of books of the Bible, that brings us into our next no, I question. Um, I only worked on like three. that was a joke. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that full of pride. I'm um, so sorry. We know you didn't have to say that, but uh, yeah. I was just letting the people know. <laughs> Uh, Rachel, do you have a favorite Bible verse, or multiple favorite Bible verses, or favorite book of the Bible? Um, do you like the Bible? I do. It's it's decent, you know, <laughs> like a holy book or whatever. Three out of five stars. <laughs> yeah, I would say three and a half. I mean, we'll give it to Job. Job did a pretty good job. <laughs> um, I really like the book of Job, yeah. Yeah, I would say in the season it's of my life, that's my they favorite. Need, they need to work on updating it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, wor- it's wordy and hard to read. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I can barely understand anything. So it's fine. Anyway, um, I think Job is my favorite book just because of how much it shows God's character, um, and how he like unconditionally loves us. Also, I mean, the gospels are okay. I mean, that's not like the whole point of why we're like, uh, have a relationship with God, but you know, but I mean, I don't know. Those stories are very important in my life obviously mm-hmm. but the job one hits a little different when you're in a season of despair uh-huh. and when you're like back to back getting trials and tribulations and just mm-hmm. your whole world spinning like that's why i feel like job really hits different right now job be hitting different i really like job though i like job i I think I like the story more than I look like the actual book because the book is so long. Um, it's the middle part when his friends are talking to him. That's the worst part because for like a billion chapters, his friends are like, "Surely you're not that righteous. Surely you've done something." And by the He's middle, like, no. you mean most the book <laughs> because it's literally most the book. I like when like. God shows up and he's like, "What? Have you seen the snowflakes what? being made?" <laughs> yeah, you like yeah. It when God shows up, the chapter where God's like, "Ah, I do all this stuff and you don't even know." And the, Job's the, like, "I'm so tiny." The last third of the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. That is the best part. I like. Yeah, I do like the beginning when it it's walking through like how how Job got to be in in despair, awful. Um, 
at his breaking point or whatever. And then I like when God's like, um, hey, Job, um, I made everything, um, and also you didn't. <laughs> where where were you when um, all this happened? Uh, I like that's I like, right. You weren't there. I like all those parts. Uh, I don't like so much when his friends are like talking to him. When his wife is like, curse God and die. Yeah. Yeah, because no, because like good. I don't know like not just because of the content but just because it goes on forever and I'm like, it does go on for and I ha- I have a hard time keeping them straight like as characters oh I don't care it's just all of his friends yeah but like there there are different ones and they do give different points of view but like I have a hard time keeping it straight and I don't know it it just carries on for so long but I also like the lights uh, the the glow stick guy remember what we were talking about in groups. Moses. <laughs> I am is, never calling Moses Moses again. I am only going to refer to him as glow stick guy. I mean... <laughs> you guys were, like, talking about how he was covering up his face. I have to read it again because, like, when I, when I read it, or maybe how I heard it preached one time, I thought he covered up his face with a veil um, because the Israelites were, like, scared of his face because it was glowing and it was scary. But you guys are texting about it, and, like, Carrie said that he covered up his face because it wasn't glowing anymore. And he didn't want the Israelites to know. I think I think it was both. I think, like, he covered up his face at first because he was shining really bright, and the Israelites were like, whoa! And I think he kept it on after he w- after he stopped glowing because it was, like, a pride thing, and he didn't want them to know that he'd stopped glowing. Mm, so I think, I think I think both is true. I'd have to go back and read it. Um, what, but. You, okay, so do you like the whole story of Moses or just the part where his face glows? Just the part where his face glows. Because he's a glow stick? Because <laughs> he's a glow stick. <laughs> Period. Lord, Lord blank, that's it, glow Lord, stick. Lord, <laughs> that I may one day see your face and also become <laughs> a human glow stick. <laughs> I want to see your glory, God, so I can... <laughs> so I can glow in the dark. <laughs> Snap, crackle, and pop. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm ready to glow. <laughs> Snap, crackle, and pop me, Lord God. <laughs> That's what my prayers <laughs> sound end. like from now on. That's how I end all my prayers. <laughs> That's what happens whenever I get on my knees. I'm like, oh, the Lord snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> He's popping me now. <laughs> That's honestly you, Hannah. Your knees? (laughs) Have you ever hurt her knees? No. Oh, I have really bad knees. Okay, it's not my my knees don't creak that much, but I have really bad knees. Maybe I'm thinking of me. (laughs) (laughs) You do be breaking though. My yeah, when when you'll hear me when I get off this couch. Um, but my ligaments and okay, so like on your leg, um, probably if you don't have birth defect, you have ligaments that go like this and that holds your kneecap in place. But mine go up the middle like this. So like my kneecaps like sometimes like my shoulder. Please don't pop my shoulder. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know why I said her. That's me. I'm the one that goes crack, cracking and snapping all the time. Oh yeah, you j- just watch her. Next, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so awful. Just watch her next. Like it's so loud too. When you see her on Monday, she'll just we'll just, we'll just be talking and she'll be like, like it's literally every ten minutes. She's like, pop and She's like. Her whole shoulder. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny to see Hannah's face. <laughs> I, like, mm, I'm, like, traumatized by my knees. I can't handle, like, pe- my Cole's double-jointed, um, mm-hmm. and so is, like, Lucas, my cousin, and they'll just be like, look. 
<laughs> chicken dancing. And, I, and I'm like, I, I can't handle it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a specific favorite Bible verse, though? Like, just a verse? Um, Ooh. First Corinthians. First Corinthians, yep. the book. <laughs> the book. Hold on. <laughs> While she's looking for it, what were we going to say? Violin? I was going to say, do you have a favorite, like, like um, song that's, like, got you through Ooh. stuff? She's wearing a Laura Daigle shirt right now. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why I asked that question. I could have guessed. <laughs> I have had many moments in my life where um, different songs have pulled me through mm-hmm. those moments. Um, when I was in eighth grade. I went into DKA, which is diabetic ketoacidosis, what? and I almost died. So basically, the sugar in my blood turned acidic and was eating away at my muscles and making How's my brains. Well, your blood sugar, D- well, diabetes. Di- diabetes happens. Your 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 blood turns acidic. Yeah, the sugar, the sugar in, in blood. my blood turns acidic, and it eats away. Slowly, so I lost a lot of weight because of it. Skinny, <laughs> skinny, skinny legend. <laughs> yeah, and so during Sorry. that <laughs> during that time, I think "Shoulders" by Freaking and Country was a big song for me. Oh, I love that song. I, yeah, I was a lot in eighth grade too, but I wasn't dying. I was just, I was just in eighth grade. <laughs> just in eighth grade. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> and then I'd say, even if so die by Mercy Me. Sorry. Dying inside. <laughs> Even if by Mercy Me, that's a really good one. Um, I kind of feel like my life is kind of like that, like the circumstances and stuff. It's like, even if the circumstances don't change, I know that God is good. Mm-hmm. And that's like, there's nothing that can change that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, let's see here. For telling and spreading the gospel... Lauren Daigle, my girl, still Rolling Stones. That yeah. song, it's catchy, it's good. I just thought you switched to another band. I thought you were like, Lauren Daigle and the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones! <laughs> <laughs> <Black> people! <laughs> okay, sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, I, I heard really that like Can't that's... get no satisfaction. It's great for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still Rolling Stones. I can't Stones. get no satisfaction, Lord. Lord, <laughs> listened to that much Lauren Daigle in a while, not since, like, oh my Look goodness. Up Child. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. Not only is Still Rolling Stones my favorite song ever, like, okay. out of all the songs in the whole entire world. No, okay. listen to it after this is over. Yes, of course you should. <laughs> um, Rescue was a big song in my life. I remember not too long ago, maybe three years ago, um, That's a long I, time ago. <laughs> I mean, pre-COVID? kind of. So it's basically forty-five years ago. Yeah, pre-COVID. So it was a uh, forever ago. Um, I was actually probably at rock bottom then, and I was like self-harming. Um, I was suicidal, and then somebody posted on their story and was like, "Hey, I don't know who you, like needs to hear this song right now, but just like go listen to it." And I was like, "It was like at like." three or four o'clock in the morning too and it was rescue by lauren daigle mm. and there was just like a lot of craziness happening in my life there's like a lot of spiritual warfare stuff mm-hmm. that was happening like that would be the whole other <laughs> episode craziness <laughs> but um that song was posted and i was like 
putting it on repeat. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, my savior is there, even though yeah. everything is wacky. <laughs> so <laughs> wacky. <laughs> Everything's wacky. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm in a storm anymore. I'm going to say life is wacky. Right life now. is wacky. It's a little spicy. Uh, <laughs> I can't handle spice that well. But. <laughs> this is a spicy life. <laughs> this is a spicy life indeed. Not trials and turmoil. Just a little wacky and spicy. <laughs> a little wacky, oh, and spicy. wacky and spicy. What? First Corinthians what now? <laughs> oh man. I, mm, We have to take a pause in this. Um, what's his name? Jameson. Jameson. Um, I'm gonna look at that song. Still Rolling Stones. Yes. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Do you remember um Lance's poem about his dad being a Rolling Stone? Yes, that's. That I think about that often, and I wish he has it on like YouTube or something because I really like that poem. Mm. Anyway, that's random. That was random. That's Hannah, I haven't honest. written any poetry in forever. <laughs> um, I like what? It wasn't First Corinthians; it was Ephesians. <laughs> Girl, that's a different book. It's a whole different book. Uh, do you want me to say if, it? Yes. Yeah, go. please. Okay. Ephesians. Ephesians six seven. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. And I feel like that really. Is something that I live by. Mm-hmm. I love serving people and loving people. What's your enneagram? Do you know? Two it's a type two. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I oh, knew I it. Remember, like, I remember like I keep meaning to bring it up in groups, and I want to ask everybody what their enneagram type is. And I, in my brain, I have like everybody's guests. And okay. I was like, you're probably a two. At first, I was like either a six or a two. But then the more I know about you, I'm like a two. I have Carrie's. What What do you think she is? I think she's a nine. Oh, oh. yeah. Is she? No. Six? Six? Seven wing six. <gasps> no way. A seven? Seven. Cole's a seven. Mm. Oh, do you know um, Michaela's? Because I was guessing, going to guess she's a, like either a four or an eight. She's an eight. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm right. just a bunch of people. Literally, <laughs> I'm going to ask next week. For reference, I thought you were either a two or a six. I thought Carrie's nine. Obviously, I'm wrong. I thought uh, Michaela's either a four or an eight. Um... Uh, I don't know a lot of people that well. I'm just guessing about people that like talk the most. I thought Haley's a four. Um, I think Grace is a four too. I was gonna guess like a four or a six for for Grace. I'm a four. She's a four. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, what, what was that face? <laughs> she's like, mm, I gotta go. Fours. <laughs> I'm gonna have to head on out. Why are people racist against fours? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Enneagramist. <laughs> That's my form of laughter. <laughs> no, like, people who know the Enneagram, you tell them you're a four, and they're like, gotta get out of here. Like, unless they're also a four, and then they're like, oh they're my like, god. Eh, they're like, intem- they're like, mm, okay. Well, yeah, like, I, I've had, like, people I barely know, but will, like, bond over Enneagram stuff, or like, and, and I'll tell them I'm a four-wing five, and they're like, ah... What's the, what's the label of four? Uh, it's the individualist. What? What? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> what? Um, what? Uh, You're gonna have to explain that look, girlfriend. What the heck? I just, I just wondering. I'm okay. just wondering. Uh, what, what are you wondering? What's your core fear? Oh, core fear. Uh, core fear is like 
Um, being like insignificant, being something? insignificant, or like um, I'll look it up. I already forgot. Wow, you're really no. significant in my life. <laughs> so are you? I just stared at you, Violet. <laughs> you're giving me weird looks for someone very significant in your life. <laughs> yeah, I just so gotta let basic, you know how I feel. <laughs> the core fear for a force they do not matter or have a significant impact on the world. Uh, unless healthy times, they often feel misunderstood, outcast, and unrelatable. In order to distinguish themselves from others, force make it work hard to be unique, creative, and expressive. Also, when I first when I first read the thing about the four, and it was like, uh, they feel like like everyone else has something that they don't have. I'm like, that ain't me. But like, it is you. <laughs> but it is me. This is like, yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, Rachel, I think as I get healthier, I feel less like. Four-ish and more five-ish. Does that make sense? I think. <laughs> Why? What? Laugh out loud, girlfriend. <laughs> think out loud too. What are you? What are you thinking? It's just funny because like if somebody just like went into this podcast in the middle of it, you're like, I feel like a four or a five. <laughs> like what? Pain level. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. My pain. Level, like eight or ten right now. <laughs> Have you ever went to the hospital and had to tell them what your pain level is? Yeah, I don't think that, that's not very helpful, I don't think, because I feel like, I feel like, uh... Pain is perception. Yeah, yeah, but also, like, they can look at your medical history and know what kind of pain you've been in, and if somebody's given birth and they're like, I'm at a 10 right now, you know that you're there in a lot of pain. But if they're, like, 7 and they're like, I'm at a 10 right now, like, you know they're, in, they're, they're in, like, in a lot of pain, but also for being a 7-year-old, they're in a lot of pain. Yeah. Like, they're 7. I guess... But when I dislocated my knee, they were like, what, "What level of pain are you in right now?" And I was like, "Right now, I'm about, I'm, about, I'm, I'm vibing. I'm like a six or a seven. But earlier, I was a ten. And they were like, "Okay." And then they gave me um, morphine. I stared at the ceiling for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that. Um, that's like that Brian Regan skit. Who? Brian Regan. He's a comedian. My Did you stop moving the mic back and forth? The sound is going to be so whack if we keep doing that. <laughs> Brian Regan. He is a comedian. Uh, and me and my brother used to watch him all the time when we were young because he's like a he's kind of like a clean comedian, I guess. He's cleaner. <clears throat> and then um, and he had this bit about like he going to the hospital and like they gave him morphine because he told him a really high pain number. And, I don't know, it was really funny. I'm gonna have to look that up. Alright, I believe you, kind of. Uh, but morphine, I think, I have, like, a really high tolerance for, uh-oh, for drugs and alcohol. I have not <laughs> any drugs other than, like, you know, like, Advil and, and like, painkillers. And morphine. Like, painkillers. Uh, but, like, like, I thought, like, my dad, they gave him morphine. Mm-hmm. He would... He was gone in less than two seconds. Ooh. He said, can I have some more of that, please? And then <laughs> was gone. <laughs> can I have they some more of that, They put me on horse tranquilizers to go to sleep. <laughs> I stopped that. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> Girl, you need to retell that story for the for the podcast. They, they gotta know the oof, oof, oof. Okay, podcast. <laughs> listen up. This is a wacky story. <laughs> so... Pretty wacky. I couldn't go to sleep because I have insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> my doctor, she's great. Wink, <laughs> 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 wink. No, I love her. <laughs> Is she listening? <laughs> Is she not at the door? She's definitely not going to listen. She might. <laughs> you say her name, she like gets summoned. So. <laughs> 
But she put me on um, a sleeping pill that was highly addictive, and I didn't know that when I was taking it. So then it made me really emotional and everything. And when I stopped, <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> My stomach started swelling. Like I was pregnant, <laughs> and um, how far along? <laughs> it looked like I was twelve months. <laughs> I was like twelve <laughs> months. Ain't no, no way. There, it looked like I was I had three full grown babies in my belly, and it, I thought my um, spleen exploded. So I told my mom to take me to the hospital because the acids were getting really big. It wasn't that. It was just a withdrawal effect. Um, I was really dizzy, um, and really anxious, and I couldn't stop, like, shaking, and so, (laughs) (laughs) basically looked like a crack addict who was having withdrawals. Um, so, I, like, went through the alphabet of seeing which letter felt more powerful coming out of my chest. What? What? So, like, I felt like my chest was going to explode. So, I was seeing which letter had the most oof behind it. So, like, I was like, A, B, 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 C, D, 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 E, F, F. And I felt like F was the one that gave the most ugh. So, <laughs> I was hitting my head and going oof, 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 shaking back and forth. Um... <laughs> okay, so the first time you told the story groups, I was only like half listening because there was so much going on. Uh, I feel like this this story is hitting me different this time. I didn't know you. Why were you going through the alphabet? Because like because I was so anxious, I, I had to get something out of my chest. I don't know what. So it you're was. just literally doing that for no. Re- uh, you're going F F F. Yes. Yes. I was like, oop, 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 oop. Now everybody in group does that just because. Just yeah. because I was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I told my sister about that, and now she just does she doesn't even, she like only met you once, and she's like, oof, 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 oof. <laughs> Yeah, she goes, she's like, oh, yeah, that's the oof girl. <laughs> yeah, so that was like an interesting. Rachel Oof Girl Stillwell. <laughs> that is my middle name. <laughs> Would you be surprised? How, no. How'd your parents know? Uh, that my, that was my middle name. Prophecy from the Lord. <laughs> yeah, an angel appeared to them and was like, listen, you're about to give birth to a hot mess. Name her oof. I'm the spiciest hot mess. Mess. <laughs> eek, cut that out, James. <laughs> she said, eek. Cut that out. Um... Yeah, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> a hot one, though. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so, um, you said you didn't want to, like, get into it a lot, but you did mention earlier, I was going to bring it up, but then we got uh, a bunch of rabbit tails. You did mention, like, spiritual warfare, and you were dealing with a lot of spiritual warfare and stuff. And I kind of want to talk about that, because me and Violet have been talking about it a lot, and we asked our last guest, who actually the episode was about marriage, but we asked her what she thought about spiritual warfare, because... Violet, um, especially, like, a couple weeks ago, I think she's, like, thought about it more, but a couple weeks ago, like, we were talking about spiritual warfare, and she's like, you guys give the devil too much credit, I have the Lord, spiritual warfare is, like, whatever, and, like, me and Jameson and Mackenzie were like, um, but, like, the devil does have power, like, on Earth, and so, since I know that's something that you have experience with, I want to know your opinion. 
of spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. I think it's intense and more real than anybody realizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole different level of it that not a lot of people get to experience. So, like, if you haven't experienced it, then you'll probably be like, like, oh, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And But it could, like, affect you in different ways of, like, I am so tired, and, oh, this happened, I lost this, that made me mad, and then somebody you know dies or something like that, and just, like, those type of things. But I was kind of experiencing, like, the supernatural things, and, which I can talk about if you guys want me to. I would like you to talk about it, I think it's really interesting. Do this for us. Give us, like, the short... (laughs) Give us, like, your testimony, and, like... And then tell us about the spiritual warfare. Because I'm, like, super interested in your testimony. Okay. You can, if, you said, if you said it would take a long time, so you can give us a super abridged version. Yeah, okay. Give us, give us, like, give us, like, the... Hit the high points. Yeah, Sparknotes version. Okay, Sparknotes version. I really know Sparknotes, so let me tell you. Okay, so let's see here. Um, I was born and raised in a Christian household, most loving and encouraging family ever. I was really blessed on that end of my life. Um, at age three, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Um, That's really early. Yeah, and ever since I can remember, I absolutely loved Jesus and who he was. Um, I, like, when I started writing, I wrote, like, I'm going to share Jesus to people. Like, my, I knew my purpose at a very young age was to be mm-hmm. in, um, in missions and ministry. Um, so I always had a really good relationship with Jesus, and I think I focused more on the relationship instead of, like, the knowledge of the Bible, just because at a young age, having diabetes was almost kind of like a death sentence, yeah. Um, which the technology is so much better now. So, um, I'm going to be living. <laughs> but like 17 years ago, it was like yeah. a lot scarier. Yeah. And so, um, I got saved when I was nine years old. I was bullied all through school, mostly for having diabetes. What? Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you going to bully someone for? I, what for having a <laughs> for like we're homeschooled we don't understand <laughs> <laughs> well that makes sense <laughs> I, people tell me things they got bullied for I was like what what's even funny about that <laughs> how, how do you uh, oh oh you got you got you got diabetes <laughs> yeah that's basically how it was. how I don't know well like when I was younger I had to wear this like almost like a training bra type of thing, and my pump was put on the back of it. And so I looked like I was a turtle. So, like, one of my nicknames was Turtle at school, which I really embraced it at the time. Like, I was like, Turtles are kind of cool. How old were you when you were a turtle? With the (laughs) microphone, could you? I'm sorry. They're going to be able to hear that. I got it. I got it. All right. Um, How old were you when you were a turtle? your lap. (laughs) Sit on your hands. Yes, ma'am. There you go. <laughs> um, I I think four or five. That's literally adorable. I, will, I was turtle. pretty adorable <laughs> turtle, let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, let's see here. In middle school, um, I was really involved with sports. Sports was a big thing for me. And then I got, then I went into DKA, which was pretty scary. Um, 
And then I had, like, an incident happen that kind of, like, changed a lot for me. And in that moment, I lost, like, a lot of my innocence. And that's when I started, like, my addiction with pornography, Mm -hmm. um, which is something I just recently, like, have been, like, telling a lot of people and Mm -hmm. my family, Mm -hmm. um, which one thing... You told your family? Yeah. That's wild. That can't relate. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, though, I've never felt more free from that. Yeah. Like, those chains. Like, I had, like, the chains were broken already, but I was just keeping the shackles on. Oh. Mm. (laughs) And, um. I I know that feeling. I just can't imagine feeling that from telling my parents. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think because I love my family so much, and they know everything about me and mm-hmm. like feeling like I had to hide that part of me. So it was like a big deal to keep anything from them. Yeah. Okay. That so, makes more sense. Yeah. And so after telling them, uh-huh. I just felt a lot better. Not like I love that. Yeah. I didn't. They weren't judging me at all. Um. And they're really accepting of it, actually. And not of the sin of you. Not of the sin of <laughs> yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. They're like, you go, girl. <laughs> yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> I really like that you share that. Not a lot of people would share that, even if it wasn't something that they struggled with anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially girls. Girls often don't feel like they can share those kinds of things. Yeah, that's especially why I wanted to share it because I never heard of it in the church. Um, people uh-huh. really sharing about that as a girl, and just like now in our age, like growing up with technology, we have so much more access to it. It's unbelievable. I think it's just now beginning to be talked about in the church. Like I, I like. And by people that are, like, your age. Yeah, yeah. like, age, just now. Age. Yeah, it's just now happening. Like, this like this is the beginnings of talking about that kind of thing. I think, um, like, literally, like, a year and a half ago was the first time I'd ever heard, like, a woman talk about pornography or masturbation in, mm-hmm. like, a church setting and relating to, like, her faith and her testimony in the Bible. It's so, like, so important because it feels like something that nobody else struggles with, especially when you're a girl. Yeah, it's, like... Like, guys don't want to talk about it at all, and everyone knows they do it. But, like, (laughs) girls, like, it's a lot... Like, no one assumes you do that as a girl. Yeah. So, like, it's a lot harder to talk about. Yeah, it's definitely that double standard that's Mm -hmm. very negative, and Mm -hmm. that's why I want to... Especially for younger girls who are now, like, being even more exposed to it. Yeah. Because at a young age, I felt, like, so dirty and so filled with guilt Mm -hmm. that... I didn't want to tell anybody about it, so I kept it in, and I was struggling, and I felt so ashamed for so long, and I was like, well, I can't do big things in the kingdom if I'm struggling with this, Uh and I felt like that was one of the biggest lies that Satan was trying to tell me, just to keep me back and isolated, Uh so, like, kind of sharing those dark and, like, hidden sins, um, Mm -hmm. which most of them are, but the ones that you feel really ashamed of speaking over them mm-hmm. really like helps you get through them not only that but like god is able to work through that so much like his glory is going to shine in my life because i have been able to like speak on that mm-hmm. and Amen. from like a level of like hey i was ashamed too uh-huh. Um, you don't need to be ashamed. Like, yeah. this is something that a lot of people struggle with. Just because they don't say it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah. So, I th- felt like, well, that has been, like, a big part of my life because it changed my perspective of 
men, relationships, sex, and, like, in the worst way possible, it kind of, like, manipulated that vision I had. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, moving on with my testimony, (laughs) Um, in high school, I was really um, intense about sharing Jesus. Like, people knew me as sharing the gospel and, like, loving people like crazy, the silly, goofy girl that I am. And, um, but also I had lots of attacks of, like, my health and mental health around that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so once I got to my junior year, I believe, of high school, I remember praying super intense prayers of, like, God, I want you to take me further than my feet could ever wander, like, that the ocean song and um like I want to see you in ways that nobody else gets to see you and I like really meant it and I had a lot of faith in that and then it happened and I didn't think it was going to happen as intensely as it did Mm -hmm. um and so once we were like kind of transitioning into senior year um I started having these girl what's that ring you married yeah, I, saw, <laughs> I, saw, I, just I was gonna compliment it, but after you were done, talking, <laughs> yeah. I just realized what finger it was on. I was like, "Girl, oh, I've been playing with it. It's been switching hands the whole time. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it it's stars really, everybody. It's a really cute ring. Thank you. Married to Jesus. Yes, married to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if you were married and I was just now finding out? I feel really like funny. a lot of people are married very young. I've become scared. I've never had a boyfriend before, so yeah. Can you imagine being married right now? I can't. I have a boyfriend, and I can't, can't imagine being married. I can't, I can't imagine can't. having a boyfriend right now. <laughs> my By the time my parents were my age, they had been married, like, almost a year. Yeah, by the time my mom was my age, she was um, pregnant. With you? With me. Oh yeah, she didn't get to celebrate her 21st birthday because I was in there. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, that's wild. Actually kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, being pregnant next year. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, <laughs> senior year of high school. <laughs> senior year of high school, I started having really uh, intense, weird dreams that dealt with dark and light. And um, the first one I remember was like being chained to a table, and there was like dark, kind of yelling and like spitting at me, and then the light was like whispering but like comforting me and I turned like towards the dark for some reason I don't know what that was and then I started like seizing in the dream and I woke up and I was like shaking in real life and um then my prayer wall that was like nailed to my wall fell off and the the, wall or the stuff on the wall the the prayer like the I had like a canvas Nailed up on the wall. Okay. So that fell off, and, like, the post-it notes peeled off of all my prayers. Um, And my dogs refused to come in my room and were barking outside my room. And my room was, like, super ice cold. Yeah. (laughs) And then I went to the church about it. (laughs) There was black smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Black smoke. (laughs) Red flashing rock. Smell of sulfur. (laughs) Yikes. And, um... The, the church was just kind of like pray about it um and I was like oh 
Okay. They were like, pray harder, you're not, you're not yeah, close enough to the Lord. Basically. And um, then eventually the dream started getting more intense, so I stopped more sleeping. More intense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I stopped sleeping in general, so like I was like living off Did of Did you coffee. struggle with insomnia before that? Uh, a little bit, yeah, because of my diabetes, but um, it was like really intense, like no sleep at all mm. um, during that time. And so after I like was like stopped sleeping for a little bit, I started hearing voices and I thought that I was crazy. Like I thought I was schizophrenic and so I didn't tell anybody. And then I started self-harming because of it and thinking that I had control over things, which obviously I did not. I'm not the one who has control, but, um, some of the things that were kind of like threatened to me if I didn't like self-harm or do something about it. Um, like, were happening in real life, and it mm-hmm. was, like, really weird, so it freaked me out. So, like, the voices were telling you, if you don't, if you don't, like, hurt yourself, this is gonna happen, and then you would not do it, and those things would happen? Yeah, so basically, and it sounds so similar to a mental illness that I knew mm-hmm. it was gonna be taken, like, in the wrong way. So, that's why I didn't really speak up about it. Um, and then I told my family about it, and a preacher came to our house, and we were going through the house, we went to the basement, and they were, like, asking my dad, like, hey, is there anybody upstairs? And there was nobody upstairs, and then, like, our, uh, pipes bursted, and, um, we were all like, yo, what? (laughs) And during the time, too, we had a lot of flies in our house. And we were like, yo, what is happening? We, like, went the very logical approach. Like, is there spoiled food out? Do we have not taken the trash out in a long time? Like, making sure everything was clean and everything. And it was. And so, after the preacher got there, he was kind of telling us, like, yeah, Satan in the Bible is referred to the Lord of Flies. And so, um, that's what he kind of felt the presence of. Uh, when he came into our house, and when we were in the basement praying, I heard some of the voices, basically kind of, like, in the sense of, like, I have a hold over this family, and the preacher looked up at me and said, don't listen to him, I heard it too. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm not crazy. And so... That's intense. (laughs) Yeah, and so... Not a lot of people believe that part, but, like, that's okay. I knew I, it happened. I, I believe, believe you. it. <laughs> I believe you. I just, like, I've never, I've never experienced anything like that. And, like, when people talk about, like, demons and spiritual warfare, I always just kind of assumed it mostly happened to, like, unbelievers like us. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I always thought, you know, like, that kind of stuff wouldn't happen to someone who was, like, a believer because they would be, like, praying in the name of Jesus and, mm-hmm. like, just, like, how could a, how could the devil get a foothold like that in a house where people are, like, praying and loving the Lord? But, like, it makes sense that that's where the devil would attack also. Yeah, like, the bigger, I feel like the bigger the movement you're going to make in the kingdom, the harder the attack is. So Mm -hmm. kind of like Satan wants you to be 
pulled away from your purpose and distracted from that. Mm -hmm. So if you're not having any attacks, then maybe something is up there. And obviously it could be like little things like I was saying. So like just having rough days and stuff or whatever. Or just stuff you wouldn't recognize as spiritual warfare. Yeah. I really think like a lot of the trials we have in life are spiritual warfare. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what, like, the preacher was kind of telling us. He was like, if you didn't believe now, then there's no way you could doubt that this war is real. Like, you get the front line. Most uh, Christians go to church on Sunday and that's it. But no, you get to see, like, the battle full on. Like, that's something you should really be proud of. And Mm -hmm. while they were praying, there was, like, another preacher there. And he was, like, kind of walking around our family and was like, this is generational, this is generational, this is generational. And so after that, he was telling us how, like, whether I'm, like, feeling all this stuff because maybe I'll do something for the kingdom. Well, not me, myself, but God will do something through me. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, my great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren. Like, some th- something in my family is going to make big moves, and I was like, wow, that's actually really encouraging, but still, it was very scary, um, mm-hmm. in the time, because I didn't really know much about it, Yeah, and I was very vulnerable, too, because I wasn't sleeping or anything, so. So, what, we'll need to wrap this up soon, because I do need to go, but I want to <laughs> ask you, so, like, um, so, like, what was it that, like, because you said you don't struggle with that kind of stuff as much anymore. Like, it does come up some, like, the other day. But, like, like what, what was it that, like, made that stuff kind of leave? Or, like? Um, I think it actually kind of took a while for that, like, intense stuff to happen. And we prayed, like, really intense prayers at our house that like guardian angels would show up and protect our house and our family Mm -hmm. and like whenever we get scared like we use jesus name like the bloodshed of jesus like we command you to leave like basically using our power that we had through jesus Mm -hmm. to like make those things kind of leave yeah and i think was it like how like Jesus says in the Bible, this kind only comes out through fasting and prayer. You guys were just, like, praying and praying and praying. Yeah. Okay. And um, I kind of think once it stopped having such a big hold on me, like, Satan was like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) I thought this was going to take her out. And so I remember praying after, like, the things kind of calmed down. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's all you got? Like, you're not going to do anything else. Like, you think that you had any power over me? Well, you didn't, bro. Like, you Jesus were smack-talking the devil. <laughs> like, like literally, because Jesus Bold. has so much power. Yeah. And no matter, like in Job, like, mm-hmm. they tried him with so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And nothing can overcome Jesus. Yeah. And so, I think then it started taking the forms yeah, of different you, mental you can, illnesses. you can, like hardcore relate to job yeah <laughs> that was like literally the devil yeah like it said like i mean like a lot of stuff like you said is the devil but like that that it says right in there that that was the devil that did that stuff yeah 
and attacked him specifically with all that stuff. Yeah. And I was I like, didn't think I about am, that. That's like, I am ready to fight for the kingdom. And have so, you ever have you heard of that song, A Man Named Job? No. That's such a good song. Let's do it. Finish what you were saying, uh, and then we'll talk about the song. Because okay. she was in the middle of a sentence. I'm sorry. I don't I'm, even remember I'm what like, I'm saying. I'm like ADHD. I'm sorry. Same, I'm ADD. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think I am ADD. It's not ADHD. It's ADD. I'm sorry. You definitely are. <laughs> um, but no, you said, uh, sorry, you said you had, we had to wrap this up soon. I want, I want her to be able to finish what she was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm sorry. So. I'm sorry. I don't remember what I was saying, so uh, it's good. Do, do you remember what she was saying? She was like, uh... What if we listened to this whole episode back to so <laughs> She had asked about, like, when, how this stuff stop, and you were talking about it, and then we stopped talking about Job, and then you started continuing about Oh, yeah. I think, um, once that part started to, like, not have a hold on me, I think it took the form of many different mental illnesses and mm. they keep stacking up into where it's been like collection. yeah collection <laughs> it's been like uh debilitating and it's mm. never been like that before mm. um and so i think in different seasons satan attacks in different ways because we're different in every season obviously and mm-hmm. the same for god speaking to us we, he speaks to us in different seasons in different ways and once we learn like how he's speaking to us, then we can use that power that we have to fight the different ways that Satan's fighting against us. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Speaking of God speaking to you, though, uh, you've told, like, us about how, like, you heard, like, the literal voice of God. Could you, like, tell us about that a little bit to the people? <laughs> to the people? Um, yeah, what'd he, what'd he say to you? Um, basically, when I was going through, like, all the voices... I thought that God had abandoned me, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I remember just kind of like basically having a screaming match in my car with God, Uh and um, I've always been one who's been like really real in my prayers, like me me and God have a really like father-daughter relationship, (laughs) like if I'm mad, I'm going to tell them. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, you you are the daughter of... of of God, <laughs> oh, of the Father God, <laughs> of the Father God, and um, I just remember being so upset. And then there was a moment where, like, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is my father's voice!" Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was so overwhelmed with his presence, I had to pull my car over, and I just was like scribbling what I heard. And um, it was basically like, "I haven't abandoned you." Um, you are closer, or I am closer than the very oxygen in your lungs. Mm. Um, and kind of saying the more that you're going through and the louder those like voices were, the closer he was because they're not fighting against me. They're fighting against him. So like the harder the things we're getting, that it, I should be encouraged because that's when God's fighting harder for me and that he's there with me. So yeah. He's already won the battle. Yeah. He's fighting for you. Faux show. <laughs> I love that. That's really good. When you talked about that in, like, group, I was, like, chills. Amazing. I know. I was, like, freaking people out a little bit. But, you know, it happens. But you know. But you know. Some people are going to be a little scared. That's okay. <laughs> I feel like I've noticed a lot of people in my life who are, like, 
prayer warriors or like doing a lot for for god they often have like a lot of diseases and mental illnesses and like marriage problems and stuff like that mm-hmm. my grandma was probably the most one of the both my grandmas, uh, my, my grandpa, both his wives, um, <laughs> were, like, some of the most, like, faithful women I know. And my uh, mom's mom had MS, and she died, uh, well, she was only, like, 60-something mm-hmm. when she died. And his second wife, she had, like, COPD, and she was, like, a cancer survivor. And then she ended up dying because she had she had COPD, and she got, like, uh, they said it was a really bad Really bad flu, but it was right before COVID, so now they think it was COVID. Oh. That's what she ended up dying from. Mm-hmm. But, like, they had, like, both struggled so much with, like, health and stuff. I feel like that's, like, a big thing for people who are, like, really working for God is to, like, really struggle with your health often. Mm. Yeah. That was Maybe I should be struggling more. <laughs> Dang. I, I want to be a prayer warrior. You are. No, I ain't. <laughs> No, I ain't. You don't have to be going through something to be one. Yeah, but like you, I, yeah, I do have, have to be praying. <laughs> you definitely have spiritual warfare. I just don't think I already talked to you about this. I don't think you always recognize it as spiritual warfare. I definitely don't. I don't. I feel like I used to. I used to think about the devil and like the spiritual realm a lot more, like as a kid, because I was really fascinated with it. But like. The more I grew up, it wasn't that I didn't think those things were any less real. I was just like, I I just, I was like, I was like, angels and demons and the devil, like, shouldn't matter as much to me as, like, God. Well, like, it should God, be more important, but they still Yeah, matter. like, God, like, God, okay, let, let me, uh. Sorry. I understand what you're saying. Okay, so, like. Like, I shouldn't be concerned with those things. Those- <laughs> Microphone's leaving you. <laughs> yeah, I just drifted away. Those things shouldn't be my concern. The spiritual being that should be my concern uh, are, like, like the other people, you know, because we're all spiritual beings. Those, those, the people around me and God are, like, the spiritual beings that should concern me in my daily life and concern me the most. So I just, I don't give a lot of thought to what... I I think the devil might be doing or what demons might be doing or what angels might be doing because even though I know those things are real um I I just I feel like I could turn I could turn myself over a bunch of different ways trying to figure out what exactly the demons and the angels are doing that caused this physical thing but in the end it doesn't matter like I can approach I can approach this problem the same way, leaning on God and, like, praying through it. I I approach the problem the same way, whether I attribute this to happenstance and random chance as I do to demons. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, except I definitely treat things differently. Like, if I, like, when I definitely know some things like spiritual warfare, uh, then I I treat it differently. Like... Like, sometimes I'm, like, actually too tired to, like, go to, like, a church event or something because, like, reasons. But sometimes I'm at church and I'm just anxious um, for no reason. I don't, like, have a lot of anxiety problems. But, like, I'll be at church and I'll be, like, super anxious. Every time I've brought someone to church, I've been, like, super anxious the whole time. And I've, like, Mm -hmm. wanted to leave. 
yeah. and stuff. But that I can be like, oh, well, that's because I'm supposed to be here and this person that's with me is supposed to be here. So, like, I have to stay, you know? Yeah. Like, it's easier to to uh, work through those problems when I know that, that where they come from. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. But we all have, in the end, we know God wins. Yeah. And, like, you're like, the situations, how they come, don't matter. What matters is God's going to prevail. Right? Exactly. Amen. That's oh, what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what, like, Grace said. I think she was, um, she was referencing something somebody else said, like, like Ashley Weiss or something. But she said, on her, her the episode she was on, she said, um, it's not like what, it shouldn't be what if, it should be even if God will. Mm. I wrote that down because that was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I wish we had 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 more time to like give you justice, Rachel. I feel like there's so much I could talk to you about, but I like have family stuff. Oh we can go. we'll have, part we can two. have you back, Rachel. Part two. <laughs> part two coming up, guys. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> like, I'll be here. Like I'm subscribed for part two. Do you want to? Can we talk about uh, uh, praise reports? Do we have time to talk about praise reports? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can, real quick. Rachel, <laughs> you got praise reports? Do you need time to think about it? Um, actually, I, off the top of my head, I am coming out of a deep valley that I have been in, like, even though, you know, recovery isn't linear, I feel like I'm on the upswing, and that's, it's been a while, it's been since the thing started, so what, three years since I've been in this pit, so... I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, that's really good. I'm seeing mountains move all around me, and that's amazing. I'm excited for you. Mountains are moving. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I have a few good things. I mean, it's been like a week. it's been a while. I don't know when this episode's gonna get posted, but it's been a while since we recorded our last episode. Yeah. So since we recorded our last episode, there's been like a lot of. Not awesome things, but also been awesome things. A lot of prayers were, like, answered. On the same day that, like, a bunch of people from group, like, all got jobs and internships and stuff that they had been, like, uh, praying for. Like, I got a job, and I got financial aid for school, and I filed my taxes, and, like, I had a certain amount of money I wanted to save up. And, like, the whole tax return is that amount of money. Um, And I can't save all of it. Some of it has to go to, like, my car my phone that I have to fix. But... That's, That's still awesome. So hyped. <laughs> yeah. Um, so pretty hyped about that. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, like praise the Lord. Doing pretty well with some things I was struggling with. Um, highly recommend this app that Rachel suggested. Yeah. <laughs> Violet download. It's, it's called, called I Am Sober. Sober. So literally Jinx. anything that you're struggling with. If you want to drink less coffee, you'd be like, it's less coffee. Haven't drank coffee, and then I'll have a countdown of like how many days it's been. Yeah, it's like it's like for recovering from addictions, but like every sin is kind of like an addiction. If you treat any sin like an addiction, that's like, that's how, that, period. That's how you should period. Treat, that's it. That's how you should <laughs> treat, treat any sin you're struggling with like it's an addiction, even if you're not technically addicted to it. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, it's yeah. It has been really helpful. Um, that that's a good. That's a praise report. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else specifically. Uh, What's been going on with you? Let me think. Uh, my friend, uh, from work is, uh, like we're growing closer. Yeah. And you, she came to Bible study. And she's coming to Bible studies and stuff. And <gasps> I'm really excited. One of our friends who we've talked about on here, Arb, he mm-hmm. showed a lot of interest in church recently and he's come to a few 
services, which is really exciting. And we can I can definitely see God working in him, even though it's like yeah, because slow. like literally like a couple months ago we were like Arb's never coming to church. Yeah. <laughs> Still a long way to but go. Now, but now but he's like, like coming to church. Yeah, but like the, that in itself is like such a huge mm-hmm. victory because we I literally like a couple months ago I was like Arb Arb's not coming to church like ever. <laughs> yeah, like, so that's so exciting. I'm so excited for him. Yeah, and he. He, has, he doesn't listen to this, so he doesn't, no, this is a surprise for him. He This is, like, exciting, because he had, like, expressed interest in reading a Bible, because he's read, like, mm-hmm. the Quran or whatever, um, and he's like, but it's it's not in English, and he said, he, he even though he knows he knows it, he, like, barely understood it. Yeah. So he's like, I kind of want to read a Bible and see what it has to say, and um, I, like, offered to, like, give him one of mine, but he didn't want him, but then his girlfriend's family bought him one. <laughs> Awesome. Mailed it to us, and we've been waiting for him to come and get it. We didn't tell him what it is. We say a little bit because they didn't want us to tell him. They wanted it to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't come and gotten it yet. But like, I'm kind of hyped about it. And I hope he reads it. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yes, that's, that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. Pretty hyped about that too. All right. I hate to cut us off. I really do. <laughs> but I like. But your grandma's at your house. Yeah. And my mom's. <laughs> tell gonna be, My mom's gonna be mad at me. So we were talking about Jesus. So talking about Jesus, with uh, a crazy... she won't care. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it got so close to the microphone to express that. Um, Man, it felt, it felt dramatic. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Rachel, for coming. Thank you guys for having me. Stay blessed and highly favored, y'all. Bye. Seal it for thy courts above